Well, guys, welcome back to Decoding Babylon. It's been a while. I don't even know if uh, the last time Brian and I talked, well, the last time I saw Brian's face, we were, <laughs> I was seeing him in Las Vegas, Nevada in person. It was the, literally the first time Brian and I met, and um, we're back together in studio. A little different look. Yeah, we're, we're uh, the more the more common way that we see each other, but hey. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, thousands of miles away. But today we have an interesting topic. I think a lot of people are fascinated with this topic. Giant trees, ancient mm-hmm. trees. Are these mountains that are very curious looking, that look an awful lot like tree stumps, <laughs> are they giant tree stumps? And if, and if they are tree stumps, how big were those trees? also have uh what seems to be resemblance of cell structure and even pathways like there's i believe there's one of those giant trees actually i don't know if it's in india that has a river that goes from underneath the ground and it goes up through the tree and it spouts out the top and it water falls off the edge of this what looks like a just a plateau a cut off plateau um and it's very fascinating because it's like the, the theory there would be that these were some kind of these river, you know, walkways would be like, you know, uptake root systems that were carrying water up into the tree. And then when it cut off, that's what it is. You got left over, you know, because like, well, how is water being pressurized to come up through this system? It's very, very questionable. Well, that's, that's the interesting part, part about this topic is let's just say, okay, let's for one second and just say for sure, those were actual trees (laughs) that, that, leads to lots more questions of like if these organic things turn to stone somehow and obviously it's some kind of different process than like fossilization because like all right they weren't buried rapidly or anything like that so like they they're Mm -hmm. literally first of all the real question would be like all right we don't see any intact ancient trees we see stumps so the first question would be all right who chopped those trees down (laughs) what did they use was that a giant axe i mean like so that mm-hmm. so that's the first question the second question is how did they turn to stone and then if they are stone is it possible that some of the other mountain structures that we just assume are normal mountains are they normal mountains too or were they actually organic material at at a time too like it's a very fascinating question i mean that should we start off with some of the the understanding that that uh that's out there because there's something here in the in the Dead Sea Scrolls that I could bring up right here. Well, yeah, I guess we should we'll, we'll start with that. The, the, I think a lot of people have seen the videos circulating on social media saying, "Hey, look mm-hmm. at these things. They look a lot like trees." And I, the one I point to a lot is the, the, the one of the first ones I discovered was think about uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It was it was focused around this place in Wyoming, the Devil's Tower. And isn't that an interesting name for this thing? And it looks 
just like a tree stump. I mean, like it's <laughs> so bizarre. It looks like a tree stump. And in the movie Close Encounters, the third kind, the aliens were going to land their their spaceship there, and then like the the government of the world was trying to make contact with them there. So that kind of stuff, like I think a lot of people are like, I mean, anecdotally, yes, it looks like a tree. But believe it or not, there's a lot to that, at least even like even biblically and obviously extra biblically when it comes to like, uh-huh. yeah, as Brian said, the Dead uh-huh. Sea Scrolls. And Brian, why don't you go let us let us know what that that says? Yeah, and it's it's interesting that point, the Devil's Peak or the Devil's Tower or whatever. Uh, what what is it, more fascinating is the the archaeological structures that come up through the ground. There's these hexagonal uh, rocks formations that kind of push out from there. That supposedly the ground pushed them up, and they just you know came up from some weird anomalous uh, ground, whatever. But those hexo- uh, those hexagonal uh, shapes that those rocks come out in are um, very reminiscent of cell structures. They're very reminiscent mm-hmm. of cellular uh the way cells function and look you know and it's very it's very questionable and fascinating and there's one other dude i'd also want to mention i don't know if i can find the video but the guy was looking at some of those giant trees and around him he was looking at the mountain ranges and he compared the mountain ranges to a maple leaf and it looked exactly like a maple leaf like i'm not even like all of them it looked like a bunch of maple leaves laying around one of those giant trees. And uh, if I find a video, I'll send it to you. But it was fascinating watching what he was finding, just looking at the mountain ranges themselves around one of these giant trees. What is interesting, just to say, like, let's say, like, uh, let's play to play devil's advocate. Isn't it kind of interesting, like that, like the Freemasons and all these people would, would believe in sacred geometry. And that's this geometry that's like, in everything. So like maybe some of these things weren't necessarily what they look like, but it's more like there is these repeating mm. geometric shapes in like the in Fibonacci crea- sequence, yeah, in, in God's creation that that could also mm. be it. So we, yeah, absolutely. so everything that we see might not necessarily be oh well that little thing has got to be this giant thing <laughs> because they're the yep. same. We got we got to have more mm. than that. But I mean that that is interesting, mm. and and anecdotally from my own um, experience. Uh, my wife and I, before we were married, we we went we started doing all these hiking excursions, and we went to the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia, and you know I, I started to become fascinated with that, and she has as well that like just weird rock structures like that's weird that doesn't look normal doesn't look like wind or water did that like how did that happen, and we literally came upon this place that it looked like a bunch of trees bundled together and they like fell over. Because you could see, like, like when you saw the bottom, and they were they were stone, they were rock, and they all looked like you could see, like they look like trees, and they almost looked like they had rings on the inside of them. Wow! And I think that I think I want to say that the the geologists said they were like lava or something like that, but you're like, it doesn't. But it looks like I mean, it looks it literally looked like a ton of trees stitched together, and they all fell over, and you could just see the bottoms. I mean, I love the scientific explanation. I know it looks like that, but. Listen, guys, let's be a little bit. It, it, it just looks like that. There's a better explanation. <laughs> Here's the science explanation. Um, blah, blah, blah. Millions and millions of years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and then also, it, don't believe your lying eyes. That's yeah, exactly. That's what you try to say. Yeah, for real. It's like when you just observe it with your own eyes, you're kind of like, hmm, that's questionable. It's like, wake up, people. Look what's right in front of you. That's what I want to tell people so many times. Yeah, when okay. you ever say, like, I think I remember uh, my buddy uh, VOR, 
Luke, Luke from uh, v- Voice of Reason on on TikTok and YouTube, he's going to be on the podcast soon. And it's funny because I remember one time he had like a, I don't know if you remember Pee Wee's Playhouse, and he did, he was he was like doing Mystery Science Theater three thousand mm-hmm. on some kind of science video. The word where they all scream every time was millions and millions of years. Today's secret word is millions of years. You all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? Scream! Right! When you watch one of those those videos, it's always like millions of years ago. (laughs) Everything seems plausible scientifically if you say apply enough time and then it's like we don't even have to even worry about what's yeah. in the middle. The actually, the funny part is it's not actually plausible. Time is not plausible, but it's, but it's prop. It's like, well, I guess you could say it's plausible, but it's not probable. That's the thing. And that's the, that's the irony of the situation. Cause it's like, you slap on the millions and millions of years and people go, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. A million, million of years. But the reality is if you shake a bag with broken watch parts in it for millions and millions of years, that watch is not going to put itself back together. And it would it'd be completely absurd. And it's funny that we take that as like science and we're like, yeah, millions and millions of years. Well, that's the funny thing about it. It's it's almost like the antithesis of science because that is not actually something you can experiment on. It's not actually repeatable. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it's like, well, just trust us. Like, obviously, we couldn't yeah. repeat a million years in the lab. But, you know, like that's pro- just, science. science. That's just the way it happens. And look at yeah. this white coat. What's this white coat that says scientists on it? All right. So here's the interesting part, guys. Let's just talk about what these trees could possibly be if they are trees, you know. And so they obviously they look like trees. The plateaus look like trees. The mountain range things look like trees. Some stuff looks like giant leaves. There's a lot of stuff that looks like giant trees. It's all over the place. Um, And there's an interesting component in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So if you guys want to get a cool, cool book, this book will like, man, it'll change your perspective on a lot of things. It's so fascinating the stuff you find in this book um i found a verse three i believe it's called the, the book of giants okay um k4 uh 4q now, so, so is the book of giants brian is that in enoch is that a part of enoch it, it is kind of but it's it's kind of like questionable um it is mm-hmm. a it is like the third enoch i believe is what it's referred to but mm-hmm. it is it does have a lot of stuff that's very questionable and, and and don't take everything too serious when you're reading it. Just like read it with a grain of understanding that there's could be a lot of corruption. Okay. There could be mm-hmm. a lot of corruption in this text. We're not fully certain, but it was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is fascinating. And it, and it kind of alludes to some interesting text because again, this is the oldest writing system that uh, the oldest writing verification of the Bible that we have is basically the Dead Sea Scrolls that verifies so much of the text that we have. Um, there is some older texts that we have found, but they're like very few and far between. Yeah, uh, and by what, the way, so like what the Dead Sea Scrolls would typically be would be sem- Second Temple books. Uh-huh. And whether you want to say that they're canon or canonical, it it likely means that the people of the Second Temple believed uh-huh. that they were legit. Yeah. And obviously it helps shape their worldview. And I think that's the thing that Michael Heiser talks about. It's like the, these things were all in scrolls. They weren't in mm-hmm. a big book and people read all of them. So obviously if they were in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it was likely that the apostles and all these other people believed this stuff. So yeah. did they did everything they believe? Was it necessarily true? It's like, well, I don't know. But it did help shape their worldview. And I think that, you know, I, I, I think that's worth noting. Yep, absolutely. And it's very, it's very fascinating, the stuff you find in here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read this. Um, 
It says, on the table, the evidence of the giants, and on the other table, blank, like the hurricane, and flew with the hands like an eagle, provided the wings, blank, there's a lot of missing parts in these, so I'll say blank a lot, the earth and crossed desolation, the great desert, blank, and saw Enoch, he called him and said to him, an oracle, blank, here, for a second time, I beg you for an oracle. Your words together with the Nephilim of the earth, if he removes blank from the days of their blank, and may they be punished. And here's where it gets kind of weird and interesting. So we know its explanation from you blank. Then said Enoch, 200 trees which have come from heaven blank. And the rest of the text is missing. I mean, I know this is really broken up and it's really like broken apart. But it's, it's alluding here that Enoch is referring to the 200 trees which have come from heaven. There's an association with the trees from heaven to the trees of the Nephilim. Okay. There's some connection with these giant trees and some connection with the Nephilim. And there's other texts. There's another text here. I don't, I can't seem to find it um, right now, but there's another text that talks about, um, I believe, judgment coming and that the trees were to be hewn down. Um, they were to be, you know, felled. So it's kind of a interesting, interesting uh, sort of connection that these trees are referring to some type of Nephilim lineage, basically. And there's like an association with it. And then we have this text in the Bible uh, where was it Nebuchadnezzar that had the dream? Yeah, I can I can go right into it where it says I got that yeah go pulled, for it. I got that I got that pulled up. And so in the book of Daniel, and obviously this is a dream, and obviously it's regarding Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, no, there's no real reason to believe he was a Nephilim, but I mean, maybe he was because he had that kingly lineage. I mean, well, I, I think all the all the king people might. Yeah, be so maybe somewhat. obviously he does. Maybe he does actually have some uh, some. Ne it is interesting that Nebuchadnezzar gets turned into a beast at a part in the Bible. Oh, and absolutely. And, and that was a judgment of the watchers, which is he's he's almost described like a werewolf. Very interesting. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's for, that's that's for another day, though. Yeah, yeah. My Lord, may the dream be for those who hate you and its interpretation for your enemies. The tree you saw, which grew and became strong so that its tops reached to heaven and it was visible to the end mm. of the whole earth whose leaves were beautiful and its fruitful abundant in which there was, was good food for all under which beasts of the field found shade and those whose branches, the birds of the heavens live. It is for you, O King who have grown and become strong. Your greatness has grown and reached the heaven and your dominion to the ends of the earth. And because of the King saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump and its roots on the earth, bound it with a bane of iron and bronze, in the tender grass of the field and let it be wet with dew of heaven and let the portion be with the beasts of the field till seven periods of time pass over. And this is the interpretation, you know, so we, we'll go into that, but that's actually the verse where it actually talks about that, that his tree gets chopped, his, his tree gets chopped down. The tree was up to heaven. I mean, obviously it's just, a, it is a dream, but it, I mean, obviously it means something. So it was up to tree, then a watcher. And so, so it's, it's funny, Brian, we all, have, I'm sure you encounter this a lot. Watcher's not in the Bible. That's an Enoch thing. And you're mm. like, no, obviously you just, I just read it straight out of, yeah, people out try of, to say out that. of, out of, the, <laughs> out of the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so then he's like, so Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom's basically going to be taken from him for a time, but he's going to bind up the stump and he's going to let him kind of like come back. What I always find very interesting about Nebuchadnezzar, if I can go on a little sidetrack with here, it's like that 
Nebuchadnezzar is not good, but I believe he finds redemption at the end because like he does repent at the very end. It's like God did use him. He re- he he didn't hum. He was very prideful, and then God humbled him by basically turning him into a beast, like a straight up mm-hmm. werewolf. Which yeah. again, cryptid stuff. His nails crazy. grew long. Yeah, his hair was like as long as e- like his hair grew as long as like eagle's feathers. Mm. That's pretty long. Right? Yeah, his finger. Yeah, his fingernails were really long. Did it say there was hair all over his body, or just hair on his head? I just remember it said there was fingernails. We're, we're right here. Obviously, we should read it. Just, it said um, it. It's, he was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. Mm. Some people think he turned into an ox because he ate like an ox, but it doesn't say that. It says he, yeah, he just ate like mm. an ox. But his hair was as long as eagle feathers, which I imagine would have been like, you know, somewhere like, I don't know. like Probably as long as four, my hair, at least. Four to six inches and like. Oh, eagle's hat. feathers? No, the eagle's feathers are like, yeah, they're like 12 inches, bro. Okay, well, maybe, okay, so long, long hair. And then he had in his, his, his nails were like eagles, like, like birds, talons and stuff like that. I mean, like that's. That is insane, but I mean, like that is in your Bible, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, because he had this dream, you know. So, so interesting. Like, so he had this part of the dream that's crazy. It was a tree that was that grew up to heaven, but then the second part's even more insane. The fact mm-hmm. that he turned into like an animal, basically yeah. a wild animal. Point being is obviously mm-hmm. th- that's a very clear s- story in the Bible, mm-hmm. whether you know m- metaphorical, allegorical. That that this tree was up to heaven, it got chopped down, and the only stump was left. And it's interesting because it's 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 associating the that it turns into iron and stone or whatever. So obviously the the tree gets turned into something, right? And so well, it's it's, like it's, it cl- gets... it's clamped it's clamped with a bronze clamp. Like, yeah, whatever so, that yeah. means. But that would that would imply that it got turned into bronze or some kind of mm-hmm. stone related thing became of it. And this is where it gets really even more interesting. So like the tree, this is a, I think this is an allegory refer, referring to the time at which God sent the fallen angels down to hew down the trees. I believe what the verse said in the... Oh, the, oh, the, oh what it said was the, a band of iron and bronze. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I believe what it says in the in the Qumran text, some of the Dead Sea texts that I was finding, I believe, if I recall correctly, it says something according to the lines of uh, chop down the trees so that the giants cannot climb above them uh, when the floodwaters come. That was actually some... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, really interesting component that it was like the angel of the Lord was sent down to chop down the trees so that way the giants couldn't climb them. So that way God could bring the flood. And it's like, and the roots of the trees are the plateaus that you see all over the world. And so apparently there was these giant trees everywhere that were cut down so the giants couldn't escape the floodwaters or whatever. But the, here's the more, even more fascinating, like the the trees seeing these, these sort of, um, like components of leftover they look like tree there's there's rings on some of these plateaus just like tree rings and some Mm -hmm. of them look corroded just like bark it looks like bark on the outside of the mountain edge Mm -hmm. but it looks like exactly like what you would see a tree is now again it could just be a mere reflection but the fact that we got this story in the bible and we got this other text in the qumran text there's something here and what gets even more interesting i find is when you come into the understanding of the elite groups of individuals that rule the world that talk about trees, okay? Specifically when it comes to Rothschild, okay? Rothschild, if you don't know, is one of the leading controllers of the world, one of the leading groups along with 
you know, what was uh, Rothschild in Japan, there's another group of people called Lee. And then there's another group of people called the Rockefellers. Okay. Now we're not allowed to talk about the Lee people. Apparently people talk about the Lee people go missing, but whatever. Um, so, but I will tell you that the Lee clan of people that, that talk about this, their symbol for how you write Lee is child. It's the symbol for child, the Japanese symbol for child or Chinese, ancient Chinese and the symbol for tree. So it's tree child. That's that. That's how you write the symbol in Japanese tree child, which Rothschild Roth is the word for wood. So wood child Rothschild is wood child. So, you know, you, you see these elite groups, you know, naming themselves in association or connection to trees or child of tree, children of tree. Rockefeller Feller is a person who hews down a tree. Rockefeller. Rocka is another term of saying you're an idiot. So saying like Rockefellers, I don't know, the idiots who chop down the trees or something. I, I don't know what it, it also could mean giant and it could also mean a few other things. Rocka can mean multiple things, but feller is means somebody that cuts down a tree. So why are the elite groups of individuals having names associated with trees? And I think you have a... It should be noted that, that like the Rothschilds, like that, their name has changed over their family history at least two mm -hmm. times. Yeah, so sure, like it sure. was, like I think it was Orsini, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure what it was. Up, I think maybe Orsini was the first one, and then the name changed to, forgot it was obviously something before they converted to, um, probably Kabbalah, and then they changed their name again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like they, their name has changed before. So like, yeah, once people mm -hmm. say, oh well, they didn't know what their name mm -hmm. was, it's like no, they actually mm -hmm. changed their name to that. Yeah. So it's fascinating, but I think there is something to do with the controllers of the world in connection and conjunction with trees and understanding of trees. And I think you had an understanding with that that you uh, talked about in a video or if you released it yet, your video. But you right. I just wanted I wanted to make one quick note, though. What was mm -hmm. interesting in the text was 200 trees. So if you oh, guys yes. are familiar with the book of Enoch, there was 200 watchers that came down to Mount Hermon who made the pact with deciding to do the deed with the women and create the Nephilim. So it's like, I mean, it does make sense that there was 200 trees that were going to be likely chopped down and eliminated when you think about like, and obviously if it's related directly to the Nephilim, it's likely, yeah, that like their sons were going to be like, just like Nebuchadnezzar, he had this beautiful tree that reached to heaven. Every, everything was going to be in the shade of this tree. Well, obviously, when God pronounced judgment on the watchers, you know, it likely was those those trees were chopped down and it was like all these things were going to happen. And it does make sense that like that these giant trees would have only been able to probably uh -huh. grow that high and be like that before the flood. Antediluvian stuff, crazy stuff, maybe like the megafauna, megaflora, all that kind of stuff. But perhaps they were just more of a spiritual thing because... I made so I made this video just recently and I I talked about this actually not just recently I just released it just tonight and it was about uh Ixarel. and so Ixarel is the 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 world tree in the Norse mythology it's very fascinating like I the Norse mythology has a world tree and if you look it up it's actually equivalent to like the the tree of knowledge it's not the tree of life it's the tree of knowledge just like think Adam and Eve the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And so this tree goes up to heaven. And then in Norse uh -huh. mythology, it has like the nine different nine different realms. 
And then there's an underworld part of the tree where like literally there's like a serpent at the roots. The bottom part of the tree is called the Nephilheim. Nephilheim. That's part, Nephilheim. Yeah, Nephilheim. I mean, you're like, <laughs> the, it, this is the underworld. Sounds a whole lot like Nephilim, Nephilheim. There's a Helheim <laughs> down there. And it's like, people don't leave Helheim when they go there. Nephil, Nephilheim or Nephilheim. It's like, it's very clearly like the, this is, I think it's like frosty place in the underworld that has like these giants down there. Absolutely. Well, that's what they're called frost giants too. Right. And it's interesting. It's like, this is the kind of stuff that we are just like this stuff. Uh-huh. It's all connected uh-huh. because it's all one big story. So then I, I made a connection. This this pretty wild night in my video. And of course, like I said, before you say you're reaching, bro, I know I'm probably reaching, but maybe I'm not, but maybe it doesn't mean I'm not right. Uh-huh. Is that, I made this connection where I was looking at the, the German parliament building and I was doing videos uh, last year, probably about this time last year about the, the Senegal, West Africa. They have this UN building that looks like a hurricane. It literally looks like the hurricane symbol that you would see, like whatever the, the national weather service, when they're just showing a symbol for a hurricane, that's what the building looks like. So I was saying, and I, and I did some digging and I said, that's where this hurricanes come from. It just happens to be in Senegal, West Africa. So then I thought, Hmm, maybe there's more things like that. And I found this building, the German Reichstag building, which actually burned down and, you know, like Hitler blamed, you know, the Jews for burning it down. And that's one of the, like the big false flags before World War II. And so this building, very old, super kind of like Tatarian looking structure, crazy looking, awesome building. Well, they renovated it in the late 90s and they added this weird dome and they added this weird architectural feature that I was like, that looks like a tornado. And that's, that was my first understanding. Cause I was looking at, cause I guess I was looking at like weather modification. Do the, do the Germans have a tornado machine? Maybe I haven't ruled that out yet, but I mean, but the more I looked at it, the shape of the dome and the way it kind of like went into like a, the, the bottom floor where their parliament met. I, I guess this is maybe just just something about me. I don't know. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's a curse. <laughs> I was like, that dome looks weird. That structure looks weird. And for some reason, I had seen the picture of Israel, like the whole dome, you know, so the, obviously in their, in their uh, view of the cosmos, they believed in a firmament. Mm-hmm. They believe a tree that went up to the firmament and the, and the tree kind of sprouted out around. Mm-hmm. And then they believed in Midgard was kind of like where we would be living. And then there was an underworld where the tree went down. I overlaid the two. They fit exactly. It's so, I mean, like I said, it's so freaky, like that that could be something like that. But the shape of the dome is an odd shape. That's why, that's kind of what made me like, that was the the clue for me. And so if you think about it, I know you talked about it, Brian, about like, you know, the the bad Germans from the 30s and how they had their symbols on their SS. And some of the symbols had something to do with Norse mythology. Yep, sure did. In fact, they talked about, they even had, uh, uh, Thor was on one of the SS rings. Thor, you would look it up, guys, and everybody's all, oh, I love Thor. I love superheroes, bro. You have no (laughs) clue. You have no clue what you're worshiping, okay? Right. Because Thor was an entity they really believed in, and the SS people, the Germans from the 30s, really worshiped Thor in a whole other level that you don't even know about. Right, So, so it's fitting that the uh-huh. the people in germania or whatever it would have probably have been back uh-huh. in those days like that 
or it might have been Ashkenaz is what it was. Yeah, like, it was Ashkenaz. Like, that's what it was. Yeah, for sure. So they, they named believed, it Ashkenaz. Yeah, so they believed in a, mm-hmm. in they probably believed in that Norse mythology. So it makes sense that they would still be putting the symbols in there. And it's it's so funny, like that. I don't know if anybody else made that connection that I did, but I looked it up, and it's like it's not so far fetched mm-hmm. when you believe that. Yeah, like they they actually do believe some of the Norse mythology, and to to put a bigger picture on it, it's like they're not the only people who believed in a world tree, you know? So if, if, if there was more people who believed in a world tree, perhaps they believed in like 200 world trees around mm-hmm. the world. And then you think, and then you think about movies like avatar, it's all about this sacred tree that, you know, they get their life from. That is sort of an interesting concept that like these, these trees literally represent angels. And then Brian and I, I'll let you go here from here is what I was making the connection with, I know spiritual entities, gods are often related to mountains. So there's this connection between mountains, like heavens coming to the earth. So like you think about in like the Bible, it talks about the high places where sacrifices were done to gods. Typically gods, not, not, not Yahweh. The other yeah. gods were, they were doing sacrifices on these high places. Okay, so we know those places to be mountains. Is it possible that some of the mountains that we know as mountains didn't used to be mountains. Maybe maybe there's more structures that used to be trees. And then after time and after being chopped down, is it possible that that these trees were more than just trees? Like there's the mythologies of like what like these giants and these trolls turning to stone. Is that also related to a tree turning to stone? It's related mm-hmm. to an angel. Mm-hmm. Is it possible, even like in the mm-hmm. the, the crazy, crappy well, Noah movie, that, the rock that literally the angels, the fiery ones that came down, turned to stone? Here's the interesting part, because there's a lot of Native Americans that that uh, talk about having stone giants or rock giants or hard giants. They're all called this. The giants were known for being like hard skinned or hard or yes. somehow stone related that they couldn't pierce them. And so they needed guns and the guns blew their heads off. But um, and so the guns work pretty well, apparently, against the the, the rock giants. But <laughs> but either way, you know, um, if you don't have guns, uh, you ain't going to throw a spear through a rock. OK, so, you know, it's kind of like a interesting thing. There's a connection to stones and giants and and rocks and like trolls turning into stone when the light hits them. Right. Yeah. There's the trolls that mm-hmm. turn to stone. And you've got all these mythological stories. Medusa turns people's heads to stone or turns people to stone with her head. Right. And so there's all these associations with the Nephilim or these, sorry, these mythological creatures turning things into stone. And we don't really fully understand or grasp the concept of what's really going on here, I don't think. But there is a connection that you can find in places all over the world where you see stone entryways. You'll see doorways that just look like stone. and There's like no walkthrough and stuff. And I've got to do a video on this here soon. But the uh, talking about this in more detail. But but the stone there is a lot of stone uh, relation to like these mythical creatures having an ability to manipulate stone or to turn to stone or turn other things to stone and move stones like the, the megalithic structures. OK, they had some yeah. ability that can't when it came to stone to manipulate it. OK, there's a lot of associations to these giants or mag- or these entities, which are all Nephilim that we know of that are, are had some ability to manipulate stone and i find that very fascinating especially when you look at things like the trees that have like 
now turned to stone. Maybe that's just like a thing that happens over time and it petrifies really fast and there's a lot of, you know, minerals present. And maybe if something's decaying and it doesn't get eaten because there's so much genetic like matter there, then it maybe it, it default turns to stone or something. Who knows? There's there's a lot of things going on with the stone that I don't get. I mean, I don't get when you actually think about it. Okay, so another example of rock giants or earth giants. If you guys are familiar with Frozen 2, and you probably aren't, but if you, <laughs> if you have kids, you probably... Yeah, there's giants. They're called earth giants in Frozen 2, and they are rock monsters. Wow. We're, and they, and they, are, they are one of the four elemental spirits is rock giants. That's That's strange. Just think about biblically, even like you have like, so Moses hits the rock and water comes out of it. That's oh. weird. There's, there's example of like Laban and, you know, Laban and Jacob making a pact and they pile up stones. There's, there's examples of in the Bible often that like they pile up stones to remember things. And then even think about like the Jesus says, even if everybody else wasn't saying Hosanna, the rocks would cry out. <laughs> And you're just like, okay, so like those kind of examples, I mean, obviously it's just like, there's Who's something the more, there's something more to these stones than maybe we realize our understanding of what's happening. But like, yeah, you're right. Like there's a, there's so many mythologies of things turning to stone. And obviously we know things turn to stone because they're obviously petrified trees that are not maybe necessarily the, the science would agree on the trees turn to stone somehow. I don't, I don't necessarily get how that works. And then you have, then you literally have other things that like fossils turning to stone. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like bone, like organic matter can turn to stone. Well, things turn to stone a lot faster than people think. In fact, I have a friend who has a a, a piece of pipe that they've cut and inside the pipe, because the the water was so rich in minerals, it had turned the pipe into uh, stone. And so the pipe itself, it becomes stone. So they've like sliced this, this piece of pipe with rock stone straight through it. And you can get these, their little ring slices of this pipe that they found where it was highly mineralized water is to, has basically stoned the pipes that they installed. And so it's like, they've turned them to stone. And so there's no arguing that stone can happen really fast. In fact, there's a, there's a lot of things that have turned to stone there. I think there's a truck somewhere in like a, in some kind of a, an Amazonian environment where the truck had turned to stone or some parts of it had turned to stone. People have found spark plugs in stone and it's like the spark plug is partially turned to stone. And it's like, well, clearly if it's a spark plug for a truck, why is it turned to stone? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of different things that we realize that stone can happen under certain circumstances and certain environmental circumstances that it can happen a whole lot faster than we suspect. Yeah, there's, I guess there's just a lot there. So, so at the end of the day, Brian... Do you think that those mountains are, do you think they were trees? Oh, um, you know, uh, I think, I think I, I can't answer that question directly, but I, I got like a good, my, my perception would be that if I had a little bit more evidence, I'm going to say yes, but I'm, I'm leaning towards the yes, that they were trees at one point. I just got to find enough evidence to prove it or enough scriptures to back it up for me to 100% say yes. But as of right now, I'm definitely leaning towards, yeah, I think they, I think they probably were trees, especially if there's 200, I would love someone out there to count how many plateaus mountains there are in the world. And then like make a geographical pinpoint on all of them and see if there's 200 because there's 200. I'm definitely, I'm definitely being like, all right, cool. That those were trees. 
those were trees. Yeah, I think I think that they were trees. I think I think yeah. some of those ones. I don't think that all of them were, but I mean, I guess that's the thing is like we, you know, like you just think about how um, how quickly history can be forgotten, and obviously things that happened before the flood, and it's like we can't even imagine like a world with giants and giant oh. trees and giant monsters running around, like who knows, like cryptids and everything. But it's kind of like, is it is that really that crazy that there was a big tree? <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, I guess it said, obviously, we haven't seen one. But I mean, like, the, what's interesting is I had a friend on TikTok post a video showing, like, I think it's a structure. Maybe is that in Utah or is that Arizona where it looks like an axe that's attached yeah. to to the to what look what could have been a tree? I mean, was it an axe? I mean, that's <laughs> weird. But I mean, like, I don't know. I guess the things are like these are fun things to speculate it's about. It's a very but strange I mean, stone structure. Let's just put it that way. I guess that's the one thing. And actually to give you spoilers for a future episode we're going to do is like, I think Brian, so as, as I mentioned before, I was hanging out with Brian in Las Vegas and we went to a place called uh, a Valley of fire. And as I've been fascinated with that is like these rock structures that geologically the explanations are unsatisfying and that's we're kind of like what is this stuff and so i'm going to bring on my buddy vitaly from alpha talks on uh tiktok youtube instagram and we're going to talk about like the possibility that that these things were possibly caused by the judgment of god and what's interesting to me to go back to the trees is isn't it kind of funny just the way that the day of the lord's described that the mount the mountains are going to melt like wax like even Jesus saying, if you have faith, you could tell that one mountain to go from here and oh, yeah. cast into the sea. And it's like, it's almost like, so the mountains, the mountains are going to melt like wax. The the islands are going to be removed from their places. And it's almost like, why is God going to melt the mountains that he created? Unless, unless the mountains are, are there's more to that story. Mm, yeah you know it's like god doesn't have to destroy his own creation if he doesn't want to it's like but maybe the mountains maybe there's more to those mountains and maybe those mountains actually are old trees or like the himalayan salt where people think it looks like the meat i've seen that or the himalayan salt mines where they just look like they're like oh this could be the meat substance of the of the nephilim their dead bodies <laughs> right or the like the mud the mud fossil things that people talk about like the yeah that this was actually like some of these mountains actually look like look like have faces and stuff and then some of them look like i think i i gotta say the face thing guys i think is a little absurd i i gotta say that because here's there's they did a study on the human mind's ability to recognize faces and some ridiculous like uh, absurd like we can recognize faces like beyond like anything very easily um, and so it, it's like, we see faces in everything, especially if anything's mirrored or reflected looking. So I, think, I agree with that. That's I think if it is, if it is going to be a, a face, it's going to look like a sunken in decap, like rotted face. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like perfectly pr like have like fat and tissue on it or whatever. And unless, so people, unless it was turned to stone when it was not instantly. Decayed. There is one thing that I've seen that looks like snake scales and it is one rock formation that i've seen it looks like a snake it's a massive rock formation it just it winds and it looks like snake scales now i don't know if somebody went through hundreds of years ago and carved those scales into that rock formation but it because it definitely looks like snake scales 
Um, and it, it just looks like alligator, giant snake skin. And I think it's got like a part where it almost looks like its head. Um, it looks like a giant snake had been turned to stone. Um, well, it's very fascinating. That you say that too, that one thing that should not actually be ruled out is the fact that when you see like some of the, the structures like in India and like Indonesia and like things like Petra, where like the ancients like carved stuff straight out of mountains, uh-huh. it's not beyond the possibility that they literally carved, carved a mountain to look like something and then yeah. eventually it got it, it got degraded in some kind of way because they could obviously uh-huh. manipulate stone like we can't. So yeah. maybe they made a dragon out of out of something that looks like a mountain. Obviously, we have Mount Rushmore, so, you know. So it's kind of like if Mount Rushmore just had the wrath of God poured out on it, it's like that looked like a couple faces up there and something. Like, oh, you're reaching, bro. It's like, well, they were carved in there. They weren't literally <laughs> giants that were in that mountain, but like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were they were faces. So like, I guess the point is like we have we have no idea <laughs> what happened. No, to we don't have any idea. It is it is fun to speculate about, but I it was funny actually in the comments of my video, somebody was saying like so a lot of people would say, You that's crazy to think that those things were big trees. Well, allow me to get even crazier from what my com- my comment section said that <laughs> that actually those aren't trees, those are actually the ankles of a giant. And mm. I was like there's only one. Where's the other <laughs> leg at? Where's the other ankle? <laughs> I was like I was like, you know, like I was going a little far. I, I was going out on the limb to to believe that that was a tree. And now you're saying it was actually part of a leg. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the tree seems more plausible to me. <laughs> the tree gods have definitely seems way more plausible. But, but on the other side, what do they say? Like, mm-hmm. is it in Enoch that says that the giants were 3000 L's? Yeah, it does say that in Enoch. And, and that always, is weird. That is I've weird. I've always wondered that about that. I've always wondered about that verse. And I'm like, dude, is that a mistranslation? Is that whatever? But apparently in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it still says 3,000. So if that was a mistranslation, it's been there for a real, real, real long time. So I don't know. And what, and what is an L? Is it is an L bigger than a cubit or the same size as a, like it's roughly, a cubit? I think it's roughly about the same size. So about three feet an L. Well, no. Uh, well, a cubit was like it was like sixteen inches. inches, like 18. like eighteen eighteen inches, yeah, something like yeah. that. Sixteen eighteen inches. So you're talking about like you're talking really big, like yeah, like really really, really like, big. Like, like really big. So like we're talking about like not twenty foot giants. We're talking about like what is that? I mean, we're talking we're talking about like forty five hundred feet or something like that. Yeah, some it's, some stupid like that. I mean, that seems that's, ridiculous um, to me, but you know who knows? I mean. Maybe that's crazy. Was just there for, yeah, crazy time. We just don't know. Well, God, God did destroy, decide to destroy the whole earth. So, <laughs> so, so, so it was, it it was as bad as you bad. could possibly. It could be as bad yeah. as you could possibly imagine. All right, but anyways, Brian, you got it. You got anything else? That's it, man. Well, yeah, guys. So, anyways, I hope you guys appreciate this episode. If you guys have not liked and subscribed and shared and all that kind of stuff, please. Please hit the notification bell, subscribe, do all the things. Hey, ancient angels, guys, obviously this is the kind of topic that will eventually get put in there where we're going to have to like dive, deep dive into the giant trees and the relation to the angels and the Nephilim. So you guys have not seen ancient angels. Once again, ancientangelsmovie.com. Follow Brian on TikTok and Instagram, myself on Instagram as well. And that's where you find most of our kind of current stuff. But yeah, guys, we appreciate your support. We love you guys. God bless you. See you next time. Bye.